Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west. Up north to the down south. Live wires connect. Be honest with you guys. We got some Panther audio we're going to play here. I've got some audio from the Michael K show that I listen to every day at the end of the segment that I think is going to make both of you sick, but will lead us to a very fun and interesting conversation. But we'll start with the Panthers. And a lot has been made about this offensive line, which has made former offensive linemen like Wes Bryant make them look bad. He said this morning that he makes them look dumb because they ain't picking up on the basics. Well, Frank Reich was asked yesterday, did they misevaluate on their offensive line this season? No, I think, you know, I think that from a pass protection standpoint, um, you know, we just have to keep working. You know, we just, uh, you know, this, this particular defense is as good of a pass rush team as there is in the NFL. I mean, that's just, that's just what they are. So I give them credit. Um, I thought we would protect better. I thought we had a, a good protection plan, you know, to try to double Parsons when we could. You know, there's going to be some five-man protection stuff that gets, you know, where the throw gets out quick. Um, so we had a variety of things in the protection scheme up, but we just weren't able to execute. Wes, I want you to put on your offensive line hat one more time because we were talking about this this morning in the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. There's, there's bad. Like, you know, what, what, what certain – like the Giants. The Giants are bad up front. What the Panthers are is completely different because they can't even do the basics, man. And you're letting Micah Parsons, who, again, top three generational pass rush from the NFL, single-handedly kick five men's asses yesterday. It's embarrassing, and James Campen, who is regarded as one of the best offensive line coaches in football – Hasn't been able to fix this line since the preseason. Well, the tough part about this line, and I mean, if you look at yesterday, pro football focus has the Panthers' offensive line credited with giving up eight sacks, 13 hurries, 23 pressures on the day. That's a rugged outing. And the thing that you look at when you talk about it is I say linemen are generally, offensive linemen are generally regarded as some of the smarter guys uh, on the football team. But when you watch You heard guys, it in his voice. You heard it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you heard it. Yeah, we're yeah, one of yeah. the smartest well, guys. Well, the uh, thing is, well, you know, I just wanted to say we're well, one of the smartest. Well, the thing is, is that you see them and they, they miss on so many fundamental things picking up games which are stunts and you know picking up on some of those delayed blitzes which NFL defensive coordinators are great uh, a lot of them and so they're going to get you sometimes that's fine but we see them miss on a lot of uh, passing off of guys and stunts and different things like that man where they say okay they they assume a lot they're like okay well this guy's going to do this I'm not going to worry about him and then that guy comes off it makes the sack, and if it's not that, we just see them getting out physical. We've seen Bradley Bozeman and Austin Corbin, those guys, get knocked on their keister a few times en route to the quarterback uh, for the defensive line. And so, um, you know, Frank Reich, he can try to dress it up as much as he wants to, but this line, it's as bad as it gets. And until they address it with pretty much, they're going to have to revamp the majority of this offensive line 
this offseason. And I don't know what they're going to do as far as moving Icky inside if they decide they want to do that. But if not, addressing the interior of this offensive line has to be the utmost of importance to the point that where I say, if you've got a guard sitting there with their first pick of the second round, a guard or a center that they feel like can be a dominant Pro Bowl caliber player, you got to go get him. But this line needs an overhaul. We don't need anybody to tell us how bad the offensive line was yesterday. We know for a fact that those guys did not protect Bryce Young against the Dallas Cowboys. With that being said, I would like to just show some confirmation, depending on how much credence you put into the PFF grades at all. I wanted to read the pass blocking grades from the offensive linemen yesterday, Wes, and they're as ugly as you think they might be. Taylor Moten actually had a good one, 72.6. Other than that, Iki Aquanu, 23.6. And he was the second best pass protector. <laughs> and it was 23.6. Bradley Bozeman, 22.5. Austin Corbett, like the only glimmer of hope that you had at all coming back off of an injury. 11.5 pass protection grade. Yeah, yeah. And Chandler Zavala coming in with a 10.7. The worst offensive lineman pass protection grade that you had all day yesterday. So, Taylor Moten, the most consistent, the best, and then everybody else is in the red, like the dark red, like, good God, turn around right now, it's so red. That's how bad it was for everybody else, and this is what... The, this is what kind of offensive line is blocking for Bryce Young. Last point about the offensive line was you brought up the stunts. If you have any creativity rushing the quarterback, Wes, if you have any stunt whatsoever, they might not get a hand on you. That's what we saw yesterday. You're so right, and it's frustrating to watch because Bryce Young just has to either melt to the ground, try to escape, and if he does, then you have to get a wide receiver open downfield, which doesn't happen too often. Speaking of Bryce Young, he had a new old play caller in the form of Frank Wright calling plays once again yesterday, and we saw the Panthers play with some up-tempo, and it worked at times when the Panthers would get first downs and had Micah Parsons standing on the sideline. He talked about if he liked playing that way, then he's more comfortable in that type of offense. Um, you know, it's all, all about film. You know, you go in, you go in with a plan. Um, you know, you go in, you, you talk about how you're going to, you know, attack the game. And then, you know, again, it, it's based off of off of film and how things are going. So, you, you know, you can't really go into games of we're going to do this the whole time. We're going to do, you know, obviously you have a, you know, you, you have, a, have a game plan. You have stuff you can, you know, you can control the initial thoughts. But after that, um, you know, I, I trust, trust Coach Wright, trust his feel. Um, and, you know, that, that's just how it's going to be moving forward. I know we've talked a lot about the benefits of him playing under center. I go back to Cam's rookie year, and the one thing that Rod Chudzinski did the entire year was made Cam Newton comfortable in, in, in the NFL. We've played 10 games. Bryce Young has played nine. And the biggest thing that's the, found, the downfall of Frank Reich and Thomas Brown is there hasn't been a game once where he has looked comfortable. But in the no huddle, I thought you saw there's some of the things that Bryce did well at Alabama that led him to be the number one pick in the draft. In this game, I think you saw some of that. I still have to go back to Houston where I saw him look the most comfortable, evading pressure, throwing it downfield, throwing either off platform, playing out of structure and connecting Adam Thielen, connecting with Jonathan Mingo, even a DJ Chark. One of the few times that we heard from him this season, you're talking about him rolling over on a crosser and even one of the drops in that game. Wes, you could have seen Bryce Young throw for what, 250 because of that reception alone, except he dropped it in what was an extremely accurate pass. I still 
don't think that's the most comfortable he looked. But I'll say this, more so backing up your point, Fiddy. I don't think he played as poorly in this game as he did against the Colts and as he did against Chicago. I mean, we had the Michael Strawn reception. We did have the Steven Sullivan reception in this one. The only two 20-yard plays or more in the last 116 snaps. That was a stat I saw from John Ellis who put that out on Twitter. My God. Yeah, it's so bad. No, you're right. It, I, it's shocking. It's a shocking stat to see. I do think he played better in this game compared to the other ones, even with him missing guys. But Joe Person wrote an article on The Athletic, Wes. It does feel like Bryce Young is regressing. It does feel like that in the last three performances. And everything else is bad around him. The play calling, the offensive line, the lack of talent with the wide receivers, going against a defensive line like that. It's why you couldn't have any confidence that this was going to get better. But, man, it does feel like everything is getting worse. Yeah, and so the Panthers did make it a point to – uh, go with more two tight end sets in this game, too, to try to get the running game going and even on passing downs to give uh, those defensive ends a little bit of some resistance, a little bit of a chip on the inside as the tight ends are releasing. So they did try to do that a little bit more of a vertical running game instead of zones that they've run a lot, too. So he tried to change a few things up, give them a few wrinkles. Obviously, it didn't help but so much. And so uh, they, they tried to do what they could for Bryce, but as far as him regressing, yeah, he has. And, I mean, it's just getting worse and worse, and especially when you talk about the amount of sacks and hits that he's taking. Not a lot of time back there. I think it's throwing off his process for uh, how he would like to be back there, obviously, maybe making him a little bit gun-shy as far as throwing the football when he wants to do it because he may be starting to get to the point where he's anticipating the hit instead of kind of waiting and going through it as he should. And so I think all that's kind of playing into this where it's just a bad stoop on offense. Uh, Stanford P asked, what's the worst PFF offensive lineman grade ever? Did we set a record yesterday? No, I think Chandler Saval actually said it earlier this you year. you got to be up there, man. I well, haven't seen a lineman with numbers as bad as his and well it's imp well, it's impossible because i, I was going to mention Savala actually got a zero earlier this year Burn! remember that was that's a real thing yeah. that happened Savalo recorded a zero what you got fitty all right now let's get to the fun stuff i think we had this conversation a few weeks on our show about odd smells that we enjoy because i think gasoline was one of them that wes and i agreed on i like i like moving on from the panthers so we can get to odd smells that we oh, enjoy because I've, I've been waiting to play this audio for over 48 hours well the michael k show on 98.7 in new york they got in the same conversation on friday and here's what the show host and the voice of the yankees what is one of his favorite odd smells in the world you know what's strange i love i think i've, I've told you this before i love yeah. The smell of skunk. Weird. You mean skunk, skunk weed? No, no. Pot. Just <laughs> pot. skunk pot. Like when I like would, I, I'd be driving down the sprain, um, up the sprain <laughs> highway, right? Parkway. Mm. And I'd smell like a really strong skunk odor. I'd get off the exit and go back around just so I could smell it again. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest but, uh, thing I've ever heard. You know, every moment that you talk, <laughs> you become weirder and yeah. weirder and weirder. Um, is that I'm, is that LaGreca that said who was the one that asked if it was weed? That was that was Rosenberg. Okay, I thought so. I've got another piece of audio I want to play because he didn't stop with just admitting he likes the smell of skunk. But the world knows this stinks, Michael. 
People go to great lengths to try to get it off them if their dog I know. is sprayed. And I've, I've always moment. wanted to be sprayed by a skunk. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. That is get, No, that, that can't be true. I, I love the smell. I'm sorry. I wait, know it's crazy. <laughs> wait, so you're, you're saying out loud on the radio that you've always wanted to be sprayed by a skunk? Yes. <sighs> All right. So what is... <laughs> What is your favorite odd smell? And guys, have you ever, A, driven back to the same spot to smell a skunk? And Walker, you're a fan of animals. Have you ever wanted to be sprayed by a skunk? No, I would absolutely never want to be sprayed like a, by a skunk. I don't enjoy the smell. Now, it is funny, though. I do think that weed can smell like skunk. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, that's why they call it that. But, like, you get close enough. I, it's crazy. It's weird. You lose me all sorts of places when you say you want to get sprayed by a skunk because you got to imagine where that's coming from. Like, really? What kind of weird stuff are you into, my guy? But when you talk about that, like it's actually enjoying the smell. There is a close enough relationship. As Pete Rosenberg was mentioning, he was on that UGK West popping a trunk, smoking a skunk to make us feel good. (laughs) Michael K is on that UGK? Yeah. No, he's actually on the real skunk you're talking about. Yeah, I would say my weird smells would be, and Finney and I talked about this, gasoline, mm-hmm. uh, vacuum cleaner, air. Oh, and it's really? dirty, Yeah, right? vacuum cleaner air. Oh, like when you used to have an old school with the hoses, you could smell the, the air. <laughs> I used to like that. So that's what's wrong with you. I, I mean, I don't know how dirty a house is if the vacuum cleaner smells that bad. If it smells really bad, you're vacuuming up some stuff that mm. uh, probably shouldn't be in the vacuum, okay? <laughs> but uh, other than that, and money, I've always liked the smell of money. Money's kind of dirty as well. You not dirty money. Look, y'all act like what I'm sitting here picking up money. Any money <laughs> you dirty. get fresh, crisp dollar bills the way it smells. I hope it, if it's not coming directly from the bank, then it's going to be dirty. That's what I mean. So let me specify. Fresh, I need, I need crisp you to dollar bills because you guys think I'm sitting somewhere in an alleyway picking up dollar bills and smelling them like, oh man, it smells great. If you had to <laughs> choose, would you rather be sprayed by a skunk or inked on by an octopus? Uh, inked on. I think I'd rather be inked on. Oh, you guys made me ink. I guess inked on. Yeah. I don't know what that was. That's from Finding Nemo. The Finding oh. Nemo reference. Yeah. I'd rather get inked you, on. You've never seen no, Finding I'm Nemo. No, I'm not. <laughs> Baby, let's not talk he about all the was... stuff you haven't seen. Dude, but you, I mean, you've got an Lord. 11-year-old you precious seen baby boy. You've never seen Because he never wanted Nemo? to watch that. That was before his time. We weren't watching the old Disney movies. We oh. were watching new stuff. Oh, Wes. It's like Pity. a top three Disney movie all time. There's a hundred movies I could name that you should have seen by now that you haven't. But you know what? Bad parenting job out of you. You've never. You've got four days off this weekend. You better watch Finding Nemo. We Nima won't with be. I can guarantee you, we won't be. Okay. He said you haven't <laughs> seen Casino. <laughs>